BBC World Service. This is Claire Balderson with NewsHour. President Obama makes a strong personal attack on the Iranian leader Mahmoud Ahmadinejad after his remarks about the 9-11 attacks. It was offensive, it was hateful, and particularly for him to make the statement here in Manhattan. We'll hear more of Mr. Obama's thoughts on Iran in an exclusive interview with the BBC and the battle of the airwaves between the rival leaders. What's the point and who's winning? Also, kindness can kill elephants, that is. This is the biggest elephant accident with a train in history. We'll have the full story from India and taking satire off TV and onto Capitol Hill. First, we have the main news stories in detail. BBC News with David Legg. President Obama has condemned as inexcusable comments by the Iranian President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad at the United Nations General Assembly on Thursday, suggesting that the US government was behind the September the 11th attacks. Mr Obama was speaking in an interview with the BBC Persian service. It was offensive, it was hateful, and particularly for him to make the statement here in Manhattan, just a little north of ground zero, where families lost their loved ones, uh, people of all faiths, all ethnicities, who you know, see this as the seminal tragedy of this generation. For, for him to make a statement like that uh, was uh, inexcusable. President Obama drew a contrast between Mr. Ahmadinejad's remarks and the expressions of what he called a sense of shared humanity and sympathy that came from the Iranian people at the time. The Iranian president, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, says his country is open for dialogue over its nuclear program. He made the comments at a press conference in New York, where he's been attending the UN General Assembly. Iran says its nuclear program is peaceful, but Western countries suspect it's secretly developing nuclear weapons. John Lyon reports. President Ahmadinejad has suggested a meeting between Iran and the European Union representative, Catherine Ashton, in October. He talked about Iranian preconditions, though it's not clear specifically what he was referring to. The first topic is likely to be a fuel swap deal negotiated a year ago, under which Iran would ship out stocks of enriched uranium in return for fuel for a Tehran research reactor. That was originally meant as a confidence-building measure, leading to more substantive talks, but the deal was never implemented, with each side blaming the other. And there's not much sign new negotiations will be any more constructive. The African Union has urged the United Nations Security Council to delay the prosecution of the Sudanese President Omar al-Bashir for a year to avoid destabilizing Sudan. The AU's chairman, President Bingu Wa Mutarika of Malawi, said prosecuting President Bashir would polarize all sides in Sudan. The Kenyan police have leaked documents to the media that outline how an al-Qaeda cell inside the country operates, the cells being linked with the bombings in the Ugandan capital Kampala in July, in which more than 70 people were killed. Will Ross reports. The documents say tens of youths from across Kenya have joined the cell, have trained in Somalia, and some have even fought alongside the Islamist group al-Shabaab. There are details of how the Kampala attacks were planned, and we're also told that plans for twin attacks on Nairobi have begun. The timing of the leak is interesting. There is some disquiet here, especially amongst the Muslim community, after 36 Kenyan Muslims were arrested and sent to Uganda. Ten of them have been charged in connection with the bombings there. World News from the BBC. 
Delegates at a special United Nations meeting have been told that good harvests and adequate cereal stocks should mean that recent rises in the global cost of food should ease. Experts say the situation is nowhere near as serious as it was in 2007 and 2008, when record high prices sparked food riots in a number of countries. The price of gold has hit $1,300 an ounce, a record figure. Analysts say it's partly in response to a weak performance by the US dollar after poor American economic figures. Britain has for the first time published its threat level for Northern Ireland-based terrorism, raising it from moderate to substantial. That's the third highest category. The Home Office said there was a strong possibility that dissident Irish Republican groups opposed to power-sharing in Northern Ireland would attack the British mainland. Mark Simpson reports. Three years ago, the security services concluded that the threat from terrorism in Northern Ireland was low and likely to decline further.